0: So, what is your name, and how do you spell it?
1: Uh, My name is Amy, A-M-Y, Easterling, E-A-S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G.
0: What is your history within the Francis Howell School District?
1: Sure. So, I have been a resident of the district for about 20 years, um, and I have two children who have gone through all levels of school in the district we started out with parents as teachers and have been early education um, and I have one who graduated in 2021 and then I, I have a younger child who's class of 2024.
0: Uh, what is your educational background?
1: Yeah so I have a bachelor's degree in math and a master's degree in operations research which is a uh, you don't have to, statistics and probability analysis, basically, um, from Virginia Tech, as I grew up in Virginia. And so uh, I have those two degrees. I've spent most of my career in projects and program management um, in the IT consulting field.
0: Uh, What is your current occupation?
1: Um, Right. So I work for a Fortune 500 company. I probably shouldn't. I haven't been publishing the name, so we'll just leave it at Fortune 500. Um, I uh, I am a uh, delivery and program manager for them. So my current role is that I manage all of our uh, all of our delivery activities for uh, one of our very large accounts. So I manage multi-million dollar budgets, a um, lot of large teams and, and stakeholders. So, you know managing communication to the customer and tracking down action items just you know making sure they're having a great experience with us.
0: Uh, what made you decide to run for the board of education?
1: Yeah that's a great question. Um, so I really started uh, paying a lot of attention as I'm sure a lot of people did to the board in 2020. You know I was kind of curious about all the decision making processes that were related to COVID 19, you know, how they were deciding things like masking and quarantine requirements. So I started watching board meetings online at first and then, and then started attending in person. So I would say that I've attended just about every board meeting in person since um, the summer of 2021. Um, And, you know, from I observed a couple of things. One is that I felt like by watching those meetings and really understanding what the board did, that I I feel like my my career and my background makes me uh, would make me a great candidate for the Board of Education. You know, I'm good at at working with different people to, you know, make successful outcomes. Um, And then. I also just, um, you know, I think that this is a great school district, and I want to keep it that way, so I just want to make sure that we're continuing to be really transparent with our community, that, you know, we're, we're keeping our school strong, that we are valuing our teachers and making sure they get the respect they deserve, so I wanted to uh, put my name out there to help.
0: How would you describe yourself as a candidate?
1: Mm, That's a good question. Um, So I would describe myself as someone who is very passionate about creating good outcomes for all of our students. You know, I I think that the role of public school is to help our kids become strategic thinkers and, and great citizens, you know, of this country. So as a board member, you know, I think, number one, my objective is to to what I call lead with kindness and really try to understand the diverse needs in our district. You know, we have a large district. We have a lot of families, teachers, staff, students. And so I think my personal approach is to listen and be empathetic and really try and understand where where people are coming from and then make good decisions that serve the entire community.
0: Uh, how do you think the current Board of Education is doing now?
1: So I, I'm fairly happy with the board. Um, I think in our one great thing that they did is, is they, that they hired our current superintendent. I think he's doing a fabulous job. Um, I think that our uh, we are pretty transparent in terms of how we communicate things out to the community. You know, things like the roundtables that are happening right now for citizens; those are those are really great. Um, so I I am generally happy with the board. I'm a little concerned with with some of the decisions or some of the votes that I've seen recently on the board. You know, for example, uh, certain board members voting against teachers traveling to conferences because there are certain courses that they disagree with. Uh, I don't think that's how our board should operate and that's not certainly not how I would operate.
0: Uh, So overall how do you feel about the district's curriculum and what is taught in the schools?
1: Um, Yeah I so having you know two kids that have come through Francis Howell you know all the way through elementary middle and high school you know I I have been pleased with the, the the opportunities that they've been given you know especially at the high school level i think we have a broad variety of courses i am was personally really happy to see the black literature and the uh the black history courses added i think you know anytime we have things that from what i understand students are asking for and teachers are excited to teach we should definitely look at opportunities to to expand and to to provide that sort of information, especially when we're talking about, you know, uh, classes that are electives. Um, I actually attended a a board uh, session last night on literacy and it was very interesting and, and, and great to see, you know, that, that the administration has a plan to regularly update curriculum so that we are staying current. Um, So I think I think we have really smart people in our schools that are really thinking about this trying to continuously improve and i want to be able to support that
0: but uh, is there anything in the curriculum that you would try to change if you were elected
1: um, no no you know what i would i would work with the experts right so we have we have folks in the district that manage the curriculum. So I think we should we should follow their guidance on what needs to be changed. So do I see something personally that I think needs to be changed immediately? No, because I'm not, I'm not an expert on school curriculum, nor should I be as a member of the Board of Education. So what I would do is work with our administration um, as they are looking at the current, the most current research and trying to, you know, and, and work with them so they can tell me, you know, what needs to be changed and why. And then I, along with the rest of the board that I'm working with, can decide, you know, to support those, those decisions.
0: Now, uh, critical race theory is a subject that has come up in school board elections across the country in the past few years. Uh, what are your thoughts on it, and how do you view the district's current treatment of the topics associated?
1: Sure. Well, first of all, uh, you know, critical race theory is a buzzword. We are not teaching critical race theory in Francis Howell. Um, we're just not. And I strongly believe that 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 is a college-level curriculum that is not part of our of, of high school, middle school, elementary school, and it doesn't it doesn't need to be. You know, we, we can have courses on black history and black literature. Those are great. We should be talking about the true history of this country. That's okay. You know, it's not all great. And our, our students, you know, deserve to understand that, to be able to think critically about it and so that they can help make things better in the future. So I would not support anything, anyone who says we need to change XYZ curriculum because it has critical race theory, because that's just simply not true. Well,
0: how do you feel about the school district's use of standardized testing? And do you think we are seeing good results from them?
1: Um, yeah, actually, you know, at the last board meeting in January, they presented uh, the results from the latest rounds of testing. And Francis Howell Consistently at the top of all the school districts in St. Charles County, as well as um, as well as the the schools in St. Louis County that we compare ourselves to, like Pattonville and Rockwood um, and Parkway. Uh, so uh, I think that we see really positive results out of our district. Now, how I feel about standardized testing, you know. I feel that it's necessary. <laughs> it's how it's how we can we have to have some way to measure how we're doing. Um, we we have to work with the state you know in terms of what is required. We definitely always need to follow the guidelines that are set out by Jesse. Um, so I don't have a problem with standardized testing. Um, you know I think it's it, it's it's a necess- it's there it's necessary. We have to, we
0: have to do it. Okay. Uh, moving along from talking about the curriculum what are your thoughts on fiscal policies within the board
1: um, right so we saw a lot of concern around prop S. you know that was a, that was in last year's election I definitely recognize that there were some issues in, in how those cost increases were communicated especially with the, the, the large increase in, in the cost to um, to do the construction on the new high school. Um, I feel like since that happened, the uh, the administration has done a really good job at being more transparent with our finances. Um, you know, I sit in board meetings. There's always a Prop S meeting. They're very open about how we're spending against the budget. Um, and, you know, and in generally there's also financial information about how the school budget is determined. So, um, you know, I think we can always look for improvements that we can make in how we're communicating our financials to the community. School finances are very complicated. They're hard to understand. So I think, um, I think the administration should and is, looking at how do we report out on that so that our community really understands um so as far as transparency goes i think i think we're doing a pretty good job um now our budget is tight i mean that there's no denying that you know missouri is uh is very low in the country as far as as how much money it provides to local schools at the state level um we have not had a, a tax levy in a number of years. Um, so we are constrained on budget, and I think the whole community needs to recognize that and, and look at that.
0: So, uh, speaking of budgeting, how do you feel about the current allocation of the district's funding?
1: I, from what I can see, um, it, the, if you look at the operational budget, of the school district, it is a large part of it going towards salary and benefits. I like, I don't, know. I'm not going to quote a percent because I get it wrong, but it's it's large. Say it's 65 or 70 percent. Um, that's challenging, right? Because you you, there's not a whole lot of wiggle room in that budget, and that's because again, um, we haven't had a tax increase for our operational budget in a long time. Now, Prop S was the tax levy, but that was specifically to capital. So we can't spend that on salary. So I think that we're just naturally constrained because there's not a lot of money to go around and we need to pay our teachers a living wage. So um, I'd really love to see the community approve an increase so that we can have more money for, you know, activities for for other things that will serve our students.
0: Now, You were talking about Prop S back there. How do you yeah. feel that the Prop S spending was handled?
1: Well, like I said, I think that the, uh, there were definitely some gaps in, in the communication of, of the changes in budget. I do believe that the increases that we saw in the cost for the new high school were largely due to the supply chain challenges that we saw post-COVID. Um, and so, I, you know, I don't think that could be avoided. However, it should have been communicated out better. Um, I think everybody recognizes that, um, and and you know, it's it's in the past. We can't go back and change it. But I, like I said, I do see that the administration is is making positive changes now to do better.
0: Uh, how would you try to help with these staffing issues within the district?
1: Um, yeah, that's a challenging one. You know, we are seeing, I think, districts all over the state and all over the country are seeing staffing challenges. We don't have enough substitute teachers. We don't have enough bus drivers. You know, we don't have enough custodians. These are, these are all problems um, that are complicated to solve. I do think that the... Uh, The administration's already working to see where we can increase salaries to be more competitive that's that's a good step um and i support that um i think that as a board you know we need to listen to our uh, the folks that are leaving you know if, if we could find out why and then try to come up with with some solutions to that you know um I don't think I have the magic bullet. I think that the district is doing a lot to try to solve that already, but it's it is very challenging. Well,
0: what would you do to try to help the students within the district if you were elected?
1: Oh, uh, oh uh, yeah. So a couple of things. Like I said, you know, I think that we uh, we need to. Make sure that our district is a safe space for all of our students. I think every all students deserve empathy and respect and safety. So you know, it starts with with letting them have the classes that they want, right? We should not be arguing about whether we should teach elective classes on Black literature and Black history when it's our students that wanted them, right? So I think I think continuing to look for opportunities to listen. To our students and serve their needs um, is is a really good good step in there. I think um, you know again. I think that if we could if we could get more if we could get some increases in our revenue, we might be able to do more for students. You know, there's for example, you know, there's there's things that that we don't do right now like um, busing from after school activities. We don't have the money to or the staff to support it. So, you know, there, if we could if we could increase some of those opportunities so that our students can do more, I'd love to look for creative ways.
0: So with the prevalence of mass shootings in America, how do you feel about the safety of our district?
1: Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, you know, as a parent, it's terrifying. Um, Just you, just you hear so much about these. I mean, these things do happen. They happen in St. Louis County. Um, I, I do think that our district does a good job in um, having resource officers at the school. I know that, I know that we do drills. I know that our, uh, our, our staff is doing regular training on active shooter drills. Um, I think they're doing everything they can and this is a, a large problem in our society right now
0: uh, do you think there's is an issue with mental health in our schools
1: you know there, there, about, give me a second. <laughs> um, there could be you know i i think again our we have We have counselors in our school to help with mental health, but there's not a lot of them. So I think our whole society coming out of of COVID, you know, it's, we've been through a couple of rough years and it's been challenging, probably, especially for our younger kids. Um, So we certainly um, could have some, some issues there. And I think the school is well suited to work with parents to address those, you know, again, I I, I think that there's definitely steps in place for our, our guidance counselors to, uh, to try to provide those services as much as they can, but they're, they're a small group. So, um, I, I think, I think, yeah, it probably is a problem and, and, and it's something we, we should all work together as a society to address.
0: Uh, do you think that schools should educate their students about different sexual identities? Um.
1: Okay. I think that. Think about how to answer this. Um. The LGBTQ plus community deserves respect, just like everybody else. Um, you know i think that recognizing that those people exist and acknowledging them as having value as human beings is great and that is that does not mean that we are sexualizing anything to our children i'll give you an example if we can read a book to a, a first grader about a mommy and a daddy then I see no reason why we can't have a book about a mommy and a mommy or a daddy and a daddy, you know, these families, they exist. They are out there. um, And they deserve our kindness, our respect and our empathy just as much as anybody else does. So I get worried when I hear things like, you know, gender ideology, because that's not, we're not trying to, we're not trying to sexualize things. We're trying to just, just, acknowledge human value in our community.
0: Do you think that schools should limit what information is available in their libraries?
1: I think that the schools should follow the processes that are already in place. So, there is a process for uh, of, of how books get placed in our libraries and if a parent is concerned about a book in the library they have a couple of options Um, they have the option to let the school know that their child cannot check that book out i think parents should absolutely have that right they even have the option to challenge the book any parent or even community member can challenge any book in the library and when that happens it is reviewed by a committee by a panel of various stakeholders who can decide, you know, whether this is appropriate for everybody. I do not think that a small group of parents should be deciding the books that everyone else has access to.
0: Uh, Speaking of parents, do, do you think parental influence over schools is important?
1: To an extent. I think that the parents are partners. With our schools I admit that's critically important we, we do need to work together as community however again I don't think that a group uh, uh, you know a subset of parents should get to decide what is taught to everyone it's a public school so we need to have a balance in partnering with parents yes but you know too much you give you give parents, you know, too much authority. Then you're essentially making decisions for everyone, and that's not fair either.
0: So, how would you try to keep everyone's voices heard as a member of the board of education?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, there's 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 a ton of avenues already to make sure voices are heard people can sign up to speak at board meetings they can email the Board of Education they're always welcome to talk to their child's teachers to their school administration even to the to the district administration if, if they feel that that's necessary so as a member of the Board of Education you know I'm definitely open to listening and having conversations with all the different stakeholders, and I, I, do think that everyone gets to have a voice. That, that's how public school works.
0: Uh, do you think that more vaccines should be required for students or for teachers?
1: Uh, no, not at this point. I, I, think that, um, I think that the vaccines that are, uh, you know, we we have. of course, we already have vaccination requirements for entering public schools with with the appropriate um, opt-out, I I believe, you know, for for medical reasons, that there's there's, there's processes there. I think the process we have in place for vaccinations are fine.
0: Uh, How much direct control do you think the Board of Education should have over the schools?
1: Well, the Board of Education has a lot of... uh, has control already, right? So I think that the, the, the role of the Board of Education as it is, is appropriate. The Board of Education directs the superintendent as well as is able to make changes to, um, to, to school policies. Uh, obviously, the board has to follow the law so whatever, you know, was required by Missouri state law, the board needs to, needs to follow, and I believe that they do. Um, so I think that those that that's already in place. Now, I will say that I appreciate that the current board is very uh, thoughtful about how they do make policy changes, that they do multiple read-throughs and, um, you know, give, give public a chance to comment. I feel like that that process should continue.
0: Okay. Uh, how do you feel about state or federal government regulation of the school districts?
1: Well, it's there, right? I mean, we, we do have state regulation of our schools. I I think that um, again, you know, the school district needs to follow the law. Um, as a member of the board of education, <coughs> excuse me, I'm not going to be able to control what the state of Missouri decides to do, I, I personally feel like there are bills now that are oversteps. Uh, And, you know, I'm not a member of the state government, but there, there are some bills out there that I would not want to see passed that, you know, things that would at a state level, for example, uh, stop schools from, from, teaching about critical race theory or gender um or sexual orientation i don't think those things are necessary i i think that public school has always been local and it should stay that way so i guess my answer is two part you know number one we will follow the law but number two i i don't think that the state government should overreach into the schools
0: okay uh I'm about done here now. Uh, thank you so much for everything you've answered today. Uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, what is one more thing that you would like the voters to know about you and your candidacy?
1: Um Yeah, that I um <laughs> that I, I, I guess my, my last word would be that um you know, I'm passionate about creating good outcomes and I wanna keep Francis Howell strong and I really hope that they vote for me on April fourth.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: No, no. Thank you, David.
0: Okay. All right.
1: All right.